Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's John Kincaid. I appreciate all of you who, in a civilized manner, not the jack wagons, but in a civilized manner can call me out on something. Or question me on something. Or make me think about something. Because you know what? I'm no expert. (laughs) And I'm a guy who has a radio show. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ah, it's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. It's our fourth hour. We're back. During the pandemic, Mike Francesa squatted in this hour. The Pope himself just squatted on our final hour and took it from us he seized it but we got it back it was a power struggle but we got it back we're coming to you live from the rocket mortgage by quicken loan studios challenging times rocket mortgage is prepared to help if you need mortgage assistance contact their team 24 7 at rocketmortgage.com from their home to yours the team at rocket mortgage is with you every step of the way uh appreciate you being a part of things the great Chris Moore will be with you at the top of the next hour. So he is, uh, he'll be parked from 10 to 1 Eastern time here on the network. And I've been, uh, I mean, I'm keeping an eye out on my man, Chris, because I think much like me, he's getting very frustrated, probably for different reasons at times with what's going on right now. We, we talked about it at the beginning of the show today. I think it was a very, um, a very negative week. That's why we are entering week eight at our house tomorrow of a news blackout. We're not watching any kind of network news because I don't trust any of it. So I don't know what your echo chamber of choice is, what network morning show you watch or cable news channel you watch, but we're not watching any of it. There's one show that remains on my DVR that is involved with cable news. But it's not a cable news show. It's a comedy show. And that's the Greg Gutfeld show. I can't even watch The Five anymore. I loved The Five back in the day. Loved it. But don't like the politicians and, and their political advocates on either side of the aisle screaming at me. Telling me why I'm stupid, dumb, 
telling me what I should do, what I shouldn't do. I don't like it. I think there are many more of me out there than, than probably people think. Yeah, there are people who are just tribalized on either side. That's their belief system. Give me that echo chamber. But I really believe there's a lot of us who are tired of it. And I'm rejecting it right now. So we're just rejecting it. It's made our lives happier. I'm sure, Anthony, Chris Moore watched soap back in the day. Everybody did. And it was outrageous and controversial back in the day. So I'm sure that back in the late 70s, Chris Moore was watching soap. So he'll probably he'll probably remember a little bit of that that later on. Maybe we'll get a comment from Chris on. Yeah, maybe we could ask him when he wakes up. Well, no, he's awake. He'll be awake. He could. Well, I mean, uh, well, he'll be ready for the showtime. But if I had, oh, a of guess, course he will. If I had a guess, I think he might still be in bed. Maybe now. No, 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 no. You think Chris Moore put, puts on a show like he does without doing at least two or three hours of early morning show prep over his coffee or something? You haven't been listening, Anthony. It's rather condescending of you, I gotta say. Gotta say. It's been um it's an interesting morning though. It's an interesting morning as as another week dawns. And I talked about it earlier with you today, and I'll I'll say it again. You can choose to look at the same sets of facts and look at them differently. You can choose to see the facts of a story. And you can choose to spin them positively, or you can choose to spin them negatively. <laughs> A lot of that going on right now. And again, in, in the sports industry, I, I do ask, there are many in my business right now, sports radio, sports television. And I wonder, do they even like sports? Do they even like what they cover? Because I think there are many who honestly would rather be working for MSNBC or Fox News or CNN. Because their, their, their social media and everything about their, even their columns, their, their pieces, their reporting, just seems to be about that's where they've digressed to. I'm shocked by it. And it's one of the reasons why I think the NBA is being very, very dangerous if these reports are true. That the NBA is going to allow players are going to have the opportunity to put social justice messages on the back of their uniforms. First of all, I cry BS on that. Complete BS. Sabah talked about it earlier. Another one of our callers talked about it earlier. The idea that are they going to be social justice messages or are they going to be approved social justice messages? We had a gentleman saying earlier, what does it matter what's happening in Hong Kong or China? This is about the United States. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Social justice messages stand for any kind of social injustice. Will there be an NBA player who says, stop domestic violence? Respect women. Will that be on the back of a jersey? It's a social justice message. I want to see it. And I want to applaud that player. Or is it going to be an echo chamber of the same message over and over again said 20 different ways? Or are we really going for social justice? Is that what it's going to be about? 
the line between what is social justice, what is politics in the game in in the game realm is very, very sketchy right now. And I think it's dangerous ground because, again, caller pointed out last hour, you start bringing politics into into sporting events. You start bringing uh, no. First of all, if anybody is against police reform, I'm not. Be, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but I, 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 I'm not. A, I'm not a wordsmith at times. I question your IQ. If you're against, if you are vehemently against police reform. I don't think you've either paid attention to enough or seen enough. And I have a brother who's in law enforcement for a long time. I have cousins in law enforcement. And I know their heart and I know their character. And I know they wouldn't want bad cops to be on the job. I, don't, I couldn't see anybody being against the positive messaging. But is it positive messaging? Or is it going to be divisive? And that's what people want to know. Is it going to be a divisive message about police reform, or is it going to be an inclusive message that everybody could get behind and believe in? This is a danger for Adam Silver. But you know what? He had to give concessions. To get the NBA Players Association to agree to go into this bubble and to try to conduct the remainder of the NBA season to try to save money and make money for these NBA owners... He had to make some concessions. This is a dangerous one. Just saying, it's going to be divisive. Because you're going to find some that deliver their message eloquently. That deliver their message inclusively. Uh, Not trying to fan the flames. Trying to create some sort of a message of unity. Of controlled message that everybody can get behind. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to, I think it's going to be a really, really dangerous plan. Because when the jersey becomes a political or social agenda billboard, I think it's going to alienate a lot of fans. Because that's not what they're coming for. It's not what they're coming for. And it's going to, I, I believe a lot of people will be, uh, will be walking away from it. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it works. If you would like to chime in with me, you can. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to, to for you to do so at 855-212-4CBS. Our toll-free line sponsored by our friends at Geico. And Geico's introduced the Geico Give Back. What is it? It's a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. That's going to last your full policy term. That's a great deal. Visit Geico.com slash giveback. Get more information and find out if you are eligible. Kyle Glazer from Baseball America will join us coming up around 20 minutes past the hour. Baseball's back. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I can't wait. The idea that the baseball season, I'm looking here just at the NL East, for example. Uh, The Vegas odds predictions. Over-under numbers are out. The Braves at 33. The Nationals at 32 and a half, the Mets at 32, and the Phillies at 31. Four teams, National League East, separated by two games. 
That sounds awesome. That sounds exciting. A 60-game season. It's going to present its own challenges. But I'm warning you now. I am not going to have a lot of tolerance for people who bring their laundry list of bitching and complaining to the table about a 60-game season. Let's not have any of that. I understand it's different. No one likes change. I hate change. I think I have like three things for breakfast if I'm at home, like a a, a rotation of maybe three things, maybe two, that I have for breakfast ever. I am ritualistic. I want Jif creamy peanut butter. Don't bring any of that Peter Pan stuff around me. I'm not interested in it. I'm not having it. Not having it. If you want to tell me we're going out for dinner and we're going out, I live in the American South in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. I have found two Italian restaurants that I consider to be up to snuff. I've been here 25 plus years. So don't tell me we're going to go out. Let's do Italian. I've got this great spot, and I've really enjoyed it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Let's do something else. I'm not good with change. So I get it. If you're somebody who's like, ah, 60-game season, it's too short. It's 2020, my man. It's 2020. How many times do you want to get kicked in the privates and be bent over in pain in one year? How much negativity can you take? This is a positive. Despite what blowhards like Keith Olbermann and others will try to take, oh, I don't know how this can ever happen. I don't think this is going to work. This is going to be a terrible thing. I don't see it. Exactly. I don't see any way that this could happen. How are we ever going to do this? They say, you, if you want to get excited about a season coming back, they could give me any schedule they want. I don't see it happening. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hard to believe all those television shows failed for him. Amazing. I wonder why. Uh, is, is, you could do that. But why are you doing it? If you work in my industry, why are you doing that? Why, if, if you cover college football for a living, if you cover NFL football and living, if you cover Major League Baseball for a living, or you comment on sports for a living, why do you think you're mini Dr. Fauci? Why do you believe, okay, I'm going to, well, my spin is, I don't see any way this can happen. So Adam Silvers thinks it can happen. Rob Manfred thinks it can happen. Roger Goodell thinks it can happen. The commissioners of major college sports leagues think it can happen, but you don't. So I'm looking at it as two ways. You are Charlie Clickbait. So desperate for content for your shows, for your columns, for otherwise, that you've decided, well, this is going to get the phones lit up. I'm going to be contrary. I'm going to tell everybody their sports aren't coming back. It's going to enrage them. Based on what? Your, your medical degree? I almost messed up there, Anthony. I almost messed up. Your medical degree? Based on what? Clemson. One-third of the Clemson football team test positive for coronavirus. Details at 10. (laughs) 
Why don't you tell the real story? A third of Clemson football players tested positive for coronavirus. None of them requiring hospitalization. And none of them, excuse me, the majority of them, asymptomatic, not even knowing they have anything. Why would you be spinning that story otherwise? Oh, I get it. Clickbait. Yeah, hey, if I put this out there, it's going to get people. I mean, there's a, there's a segment of people who don't want sports to come back. You know what? Go work for QVC or something. Honestly. Honestly. And if you're running one of these sports organizations, a radio station, TV, business, newspaper, whatever, and this is what you're putting out to your audience, I've got to ask you, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Hi, it's John Kincaid. Have you been to my steakhouse? My steakhouse is awesome. But let me tell you something. Eating my steak, it's going to kill you. You're probably going to enjoy your meal. And next week, you're going to have a heart attack, a major coronary. But come on in to John's Steakhouse. It's the stupidest business model I've ever heard. And unfortunately, I keep hearing it. I keep reading it. I keep seeing it. And I refuse to pander to the negative Nancys. Or to the Karens that want to shame people for whatever opinion they've got about coronavirus. Take it elsewhere. I don't need it. And you know what? You may have your echo chamber of people cheering you on. But you're slitting your own throat. You're slitting the throat of the industry you work in. It makes no sense. For God's sakes, wake up. All right, I've said enough. 855-212-4CBS. I'll get your calls after the bottom of the hour. Kyle Glazer knows Major League Baseball inside and out. The question is now, the 60-game slate, what does he feel about a third of the games being played interleague? Because I hate it. We'll get his thoughts next. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Welcome back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. So happy that you found this show, that you patronize this show and this network, that you stick around on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, that you follow us to Radio.com when you have to if they uh, exit away, or you listen on Sirius XM 206. And there are many people, I tell you, that love baseball who are like, ah, I don't like 60 games. Ah! I don't see how the coronavirus isn't going to end the season. Ah, enough of that. I don't want to talk about it. These people are incredible. Kyle Glaze is incredible from Baseball America. He loves baseball. He can't wait to get back to work. The question is, how does he get back to work? And how does he get back to work doing his job in a very different baseball season in 2020? He joins us now on the John Kincaid Show. Kyle, have you thought about just access and how access to people is going to be different for you to try to be able to entertain your readers and people who count on you for content like myself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, the plan is to have interviews be done only via Zoom. Uh, up to 35 reporters will be allowed in the press box per game. Um, however, there's going to be no direct access with players, coaches, or any on-field personnel. That's strictly going to be done over Zoom. 
And you know what? It's fine. It's one of those things where we're all trying to adapt to the new situation here. Um, we're just happy that we're going to be able to be in the ballpark and we're glad there's going to be baseball played. And look, everyone has to be flexible and, and adaptable in this situation. Um, we'll see how things progress. But for now, um, as you mentioned, I'm happy baseball that I'm happy baseball is back. And now, like I said, just have to kind of go with it and, and, you know, play it by ear. Can I make a prediction to you? And I want you sure. to write it down in one of your books and then check back in a year or two. Uh, in the next collective bargaining agreement, they'll have the clubhouse closed two-thirds of the time. They'll, uh, they'll make this uh, doing virtual interviewing part of the routine. It'll become the norm. That's my guess. That's my guess. Okay. They, I, they, humbly, you disagree? I humbly disagree, but we'll see what happens. It's a, uh, it is going to be, as you, as you look at the season, a 60-game season, I can tell you here, being in the home of the Braves, where I do my radio show from, I can tell you that the schedule looks so strange to have, even though we don't know the dates, but to have a third of the schedule be interleague doesn't make any sense to me the way that they laid this thing out. I would rather have seen more divisional games and less interleague, but I guess this is for TV ratings or what? A part of it's just kind of the number of games, the number of series they need to play and having a little bit of diversity. I mean, 40 out of 60 games against your divisional opponents in my book is plenty then you look at what's possible just with travel and, you know, how Major League Baseball is really, really concerned about sending people all across the country amidst a pandemic, making the other 20 games against regional opponents via the division in the opposite league. It makes sense to me. Again, there's going to be a lot of things about this, whether it's rule changes, scheduling that people are going to be able to poke holes in or find issues with. The reality is this is one of those years we all need to kind of take a step back just acknowledge it is what it is and let it happen. Kyle, are you of the belief that this year, because of the 60 games, we are more apt to see a the most likely teams make the postseason or we're apt to see more sort of out-of-the-box teams make the postseason? So I wrote an article on this. It's up right now at BaseballAmerica.com. I went back and looked at what the playoff field would look like after 60 games since the addition of the second wild card to each league in 2012, what I found is between seven and eight teams every year make the postseason would have made it after 60 games as well. So the playoff field's going to look mostly like what it would have if this was a 162 game season, about seven or eight teams will be the same two to three will be different. Um, again, you're still looking at the powerhouses, right? The Dodgers are still going to probably make the playoffs and be one of the best teams in baseball. The Yankees, if they're healthy, look great. The Astros, you can't count out the uh, Nationals being the defending champs, though they obviously lost some key players. Um, I I think we're going to be looking at mostly the same teams that we thought were going to make it after 162. We'll make it after 60 with, you know, maybe two or three different, uh, different, different teams. Can this be a suggest Kyle Glazer write something for me, Colin? You can even send sure. it to me personally. Uh, I want to know if you, were, if you were building the perfect team, the components of a team, the perfect manager for a 60-game season, the perfect bullpen, the perfect lineup, the perfect uh, age of a roster, what it would be if you were like Dr. Frankenstein creating something. What are some of those things that you would think if you're looking at a 60-game season that may be different in your mind over 162? I think the biggest thing is we're going to really, really, really be counting on position player youth and depth because there's going to be a lot of soft tissue injuries probably in the first month, pulled hamstrings and the like. 
And look, position player depth is always a huge component of any team being successful. Um, But I think a lot of times we think of depth in terms of pitching. And don't get me wrong, teams are going to need a lot of it just with how pitchers are not going to be fully built up out of spring training. But I I mentioned the Dodgers earlier. You know, I look at a team that has so many position player options and so many guys that can go down and get from their player pool slash taxi squad, whatever you want to call it. I think from a position player perspective, they're in a really unique situation that kind of atop the rest of the league. When the uh, do you believe experience really matters in a sixty-game season, or could you get could could you you find a manager that maybe gets a young team that gets off to a a fourteen and six start that they can ride that magical wave through the next forty games? I think experience always matters, but you're right; it's going to matter less because where experience really kicks in is those dog days of summer after the team's hot start is kind of in the rearview mirror, trying to keep the young guys focused, trying to keep the clubhouse in line. That's going to be less important over 60 games. This is going to be a lot more about who can get out of the gate hot, who can sustain their energy and their youth and their health. I think you're right. This is one of those years experience will be, again, still important, but not as much as in a traditional 162-game season. Okay, help me make some money. I'll be in Las Vegas before the season begins. In fact, the days leading up to the season beginning. I got a thousand bucks that I can put on teams to win the World Series, but I can split it up any way you want. Who are the teams that you think I should be really checking out the odds on for winning the World Series this year? Obviously the Dodgers have to be one of them, I would I would assume. Dodgers, definitely. I I do look at the Braves as another team. We talk about teams that have a ton of depth, both on their pitching staff and their uh, position player group. I don't love the bullpen of either the Dodgers or the Braves, but, again, they have some pieces they can trade at the August 31st trade deadline now to go help their bullpen out a little bit. Uh, We saw the Braves be willing to make those kind of moves last year, the Dodgers a little bit less so, but after last year's disaster, I would think the Dodgers hopefully got the message about adding capable bullpen arms. Um, Those are the two teams that really jump out to me. Like I said, the position player depth, having the starting pitching depth to go with it, having the youth. Um, I do like Brian Snicker as a manager. Those are the two teams I would put the mo- most of my money on. Well, that's awesome. My, my listeners in Atlanta are really going to love you now. You're, gonna, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're just going to get you're gonna nothing but adoration on that one. American League, is it, is it more of a dogfight or less? I, I think it is more of a dogfight. I mean, the Red Sox effectively took themselves out of it with, an, with their offseason trades. The Yankees have had a lot of health issues, although the fact that the season was delayed means less time without James Paxton or Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton. Uh, but a team with that many injury issues, it's concerning to me after not having a full, uh, off, a full spring train to ramp up, I should say. Who knows what to make of the Astros and, and how they're going to be out of this. So I think the American League is a total dogfight, and it wouldn't shock me if we look up and – you know, a team like the Rays has the best record in the in the league after all this. Um, it, the AL is kind of wide open in my book. I'll tell you this. If, if the Rays, with the amount of money they're spending, would win a World Series, it would be it would be maybe one of the most incredible stories in sports. It would. It would. Um, I would be worried about the precedent it's going to set for other teams when teams are going to be looking for any excuse possible to not pay players this upcoming <laughs> offseason. And if the Rays win the World Series, it's going to be like, hey, it's about competitive advantage. It's not about us being cheap. So there you go. that would be my concern. 
Kyle, look forward to seeing you get back to covering games and, and being able to talk about actually what's going on in the field. It's going to be an interesting read. Baseball America, you guys are the source. It's always fun to check it out. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. show never stops on Twitter. Follow along at John Kincaid. Oh, such a happier time, the 80s. And did I have spectacular feathered hair? I've still got spectacular hair. I just don't have feathered hair. For those of you who uh, have their natural color hair, many guys in my industry, for some reason, don't like to sport their natural color. Uh, when you get the gray hair, it starts to go salt and pepper, and then the salt really starts to take hold. You got to use really good shampoo, man. Got to use good shampoo to soften this thing up, or it's like Albert Einstein. It's craziness. Got a lot of people want to get on the phone lines, 855-212-4CBS. We head into 4th of July week, Independence Day. You get the Friday national holiday. But we'll be back with you next Sunday. Joe in Philadelphia, my hometown, joins us. Joe, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Joe, where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from Montgomeryville. Okay. We've spoken before. That's good. But I work in Newtown Square. That's my. Uh, that's all. That's where my grade school was in my parish, St. Anastasia. I cross over Malin Road every morning on the way to work. There's my. Uh, there's my hometown. My mom's old house at South Malin. Well, my old house, South Malin Road, right in the middle of the street. Unbelievable. Hey, I heard you talking about, you know, the Clemson with the students and LSU, which hits closer to home. And Texas. because And yeah. Texas, but LSU specifically because my daughter just finished up her freshman year at Shaq University. Love Shaq, yeah, uh, absolutely. Albeit from uh, the, the kitchen in her bedroom. <laughs> yes. And they have, you know, 30-plus students also. And so, none. By the way, I should have said. I should have said when I said the Clemson story, none hospitalized, none needing serious medical intervention. Correct. <clears throat> that being said, we got notification last week. She, I came home, and she opened the mail and said, "I'm going to be going back to Baton Rouge in August." And that being said, when I come home for Thanksgiving, that's it. And what do you I mean that's it? Like, what do you mean that's it? They, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, they will be Zooming again. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know that. A lot of schools are doing that. But she'll be back for the, the, the plan is to have a winter semester, correct? And I hope so. But I said, I, I looked at her and, I, you know, I wasn't thinking, you know, I was thinking, you know, how I'm going to sign the check. And I looked at her and I'm like, that is, are you kidding me? What, what is up with that? And she answered me without a word. All she did was make a Heisman pro, uh, pose. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay. could be. Could be. And that's where the money goes. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. It's where the money goes. Follow the money. I, I, I'm going to say to you right now, there is no science, and I'm not a doctor, but there is no science that tells you Students at college or high school or anywhere else need to be kept home after Thanksgiving. Not on June 28th, there's not. Because you know what? 
the World Health Organization, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, or anyone else you want to lean on. They can't tell us what's coming in three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. So there's zero reason why any decisions have to be made about Thanksgiving at this point. But they're being made. Chad in Birmingham, Alabama joins us. Chad, what's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, John. How are you doing this morning? Glad to have you on the show. What's going on, buddy? Um, you know, growing up here in the South, you know, I was born into uh, an extremely racist family. Uh, it turned me off to that way of thinking at a very young age. It just it disgusted me. Um, you know, I went to a school that was 60-40 white. Uh, I played sports all through school, had many of, uh, many friends of, you know, all different races. Yes. And it just, it, it, it like at Thanksgiving and Christmas, I mean, Thanksgiving and Christmas when family get togethers, my aunt would bring out these little dolls that are dressed in Klan uniforms, you know, showed them off to everybody where she was a little girl and got them at Klan rallies and stuff. You know, that's the type of family I grew up in. Chad, did they think, did did they, uh, in your belief system, do you think if they had had the upbringing that you had and the opportunity because they weren't raised in a school where it was 60-40, do you think they would have been different or do you think it was what was in their hearts? I'm not trying to have you judge your relatives for me, but. No, I I think it was, well, my dad's the same way. You know, his father was the same way. I don't, I really, I'm, you know, I'm really not sure about that. I don't know. How did maybe you reject I just it? think, um, I don't know. It just disgusted me from, from an early age, just the way they would, you know, in their, in, in their, you know, their Bible thumpers, they go to church every Sunday, you know, put on but, their best face, you know, but yet they're the biggest hypocrites. I know. That's Chad. And that's a scary, it, that's a scary thing right now. I got to run, got to get to some other people, but I got to, there's a lot of that. And I think there's a lot of bigotry, and you can reject it, you can embrace it, and if you embrace it in 2020, I wonder what, I wonder what's in your heart. I got to tell you, I can put it to previous generations as being ignorance, raised with ignorance, but I'm not sure in 2020 that I can give anybody a pass. I can't. Mitch in New Jersey joins us. Mitch, what's going on this morning, brother? How's it going, John? Good show. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, I know it's a different season. I'll take the 60 games. I think oh, yeah. all the West teams should play in the West. And I know my Dodgers are well stacked, hitting wise and pitching, and your Braves got some good young players. Well, I'm a Phillies fan. I got to be. I got to be honest with you. Even though I'm on the Braves flagship, is where and I live here. I'm a Phillies fan, so I'm anxious to see what Joe Girardi can do in a 60 game season. He's a pretty good manager. That was a good pickup. Uh, I think the Yankees gave him a fair shake. But do you think they could be the Angels can hit their way and represent the American League? Because they, I, the name is Jason, the third base of the National League. They got some lineup. I know. The I don't believe. I don't believe they can. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here, here's what I would say. Before I would ever get to the Angels, I would say, yeah, Tampa, Yankees, Houston, Oakland before I would ever get to even considering the Angels. So I don't think so. Appreciate your call. Vinny in Arizona joins us. Vinny, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Mr. Kincaid. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. So I'm excited for baseball to come back, whether it's 60 games, 162. I really don't care. I just love the game of baseball. 
And my question to you is, even though the game or the season's only 60 games, do you think the Astros are still going to face backlash from their sign stealing scandal? Or do you think teams might kind of hold off until next year because they don't want to lose out on someone? Rob Manfred made it clear that they're going to protect the Astros from any retaliation. You know what, Vinny? You make a really good point. Because in a 162-game season, you have the ability to to wonder whether you could miss somebody for three, four, five days. In a 60-game season... You miss three games, you're missing 5% of the schedule. So it makes it much. I've never thought, Vinny, you're a bright man. I've never thought about that. Could it be different? I don't know if you can put off a grudge for a year. Can you? I mean, they say revenge is a gift, is a dish best served cold, but that's freezing cold if you can put it off for a year. Jay in Rhode Island joins us on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, Jay? Uh, not too bad. I just wanted to chime in. It's just very disappointing some of these people complaining about the 60 games. During this time, don't people just respect and are grateful that, hey, you know, maybe we've got a chance to watch some baseball, football, basketball or something, even little leagues and uh, everything around here. People complain, oh, they're going to no championship. They're going to shorten the schedule. Let people out there play and see how it goes. You want to win a championship that bad? Let the guys or kids get out there and play enjoy it for what it is in this time of everything that's going on personally me i love minor league baseball i'd rather see them get minor league baseball up and running and put that on tv i just disappointed these people that have a complaint about everything during this oh time my gosh everything constant. going on i mean it's constant thank you buddy i appreciate it jay uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of that going on a lot of that going on a lot of people complaining i'm just joyous Maybe it's because I do this for a living that I'm joyous about it. So I asked, and I told you before the break, you're going to get to help the Kincaids make a decision. Because we're, we're going up and down on this, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, back and forth on whether we do our annual trip to Las Vegas. And my wife and I go there every July. We celebrate our anniversary, get a chance to go out for some romantic dinners that maybe we don't make enough time for here in Atlanta. Um, a little nights out, little little pool time, gambling time, have a lot of fun. But uh, the idea of wearing a mask all the time sort of takes away from the special nature of it. Now, when we go to our favorite restaurants and things like that, they've told us you check in at the Bellagio, you're wearing the mask. You're walking around, you're wearing the mask. You're going to dinner, you're wearing the mask. But once you get seated at your table, you can take your mask off and... Go about normal activities. Anthony, if you were if you were us, you think you'd put it off for you? I'm having the same kind of uh, you know, discussion in my own head about whether what, what, or not to travel. About whether to travel because of that. Yeah. Uh, to me Yeah, honestly, I'm kinda of leaning towards maybe taking the year off, sitting this one out. Here's the thing though that um we're with is that Olivia loves going to Vegas. She loves it. She's going into her junior year. And so we'll have next year going into her senior year. But after that, her summers, we don't know. She's going to be a college student. She may be doing internships. She may be doing other activities. So we don't know. So we don't want to put off. She wants to go. She is thumbs up wanting to go. See, do you just let the 16-year-old make the call? 
She loves the shopping. She loves going to some of the things she likes to see when she's out there. Some of the, I guess, Instagram photo places and everything she loves to see are all going to be open. So I guess, I guess we go. I just, um, I think it's a hard, I think it's a hard decision to make, isn't it? Like, because it's not the same experience. I had someone, I had someone suggest to me yesterday, you can wear a mask in Atlanta. You can wear it in Vegas. Where would you where would you rather wear the mask? You rather I I think I'd rather wear it in Vegas. But I'm actually thinking about even the plane trip being a little bit crazy, having to wear a mask yep. the entire time on the plane. I mean, can you imagine? Have you gotten any Mets masks yet? No. Would you buy one if it was available? I mean, it is available if I want. Oh, they are I available. Buy one. Yeah. Are they expensive? I mean, everybody has everyone's selling masks now. Really? I, I could get a wrestling mask. I want to get that's not that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I would like to get an Eagles one. I'd like to get a Philadelphia Eagles one. Love to get a Philadelphia Phillies one. If someone wants to make me a General Hospital mask, I would wear that. Also. Cuz poor Charles is off right now. They're not taping. So we're out of episodes. Right in the middle of the custody trial for baby Wiley. Right in the middle of the custody trial. That dirty, rotten scoundrel Nell trying to get her hands on the baby. I mean, it's unbelievable. But I don't want to have a collection of masks. Like, I don't know. There's just something about that just, like, makes me sad. You'd rather just have the disposable ones. Yeah. Give me the disposable ones so I can just throw them out. We have a collection of masks now, and we have to make room (laughs) in my dresser for a masks collection. I, uh, I know that everybody will want to stick around for the talented Chris Moore, and I know he didn't wake up. Ten minutes ago. I know he's ready for his show and he's ready to go. That was Anthony's cheap shot earlier. Terrible. You deal with that. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. Kevin Dexter, he's no serial killer. He's the serial killer of sports updates, though. The bodies just pile up. Thanks for being a part of the show. I appreciate you every week. Join us on social media at John Kincaid and at Kincaid Radio on Instagram. Though I suck at Instagram. That's what my daughter says. Have a great week and happy Independence Day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.